Well, welcome back to the GNC Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Gwynn, along with my co-host, Joe Cooper. That's me. Well, Joe, it's been a little while. It's been it's been a few shakes, right? <laughs> well, hopefully they don't know that. <laughs> Nobody will ever know. It'll be just one continuous flow. Right. <laughs> the season's just changed <laughs> considerably. Yeah, I think, what was it? Fourth of July? It was the last one I remember. I think that's when we, we first got started recording them. Uh-huh. And then right around VBS, we still did some. So that was the end of July. Yep. And then leading up right in there, beginning of August-ish, Is you end up being gone. <laughs> I had stuff going on, everything <laughs> like that. New but, schools, new everything, yep. new just life. I'm in a new house, expecting another kid now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where what did time go? hasn't changed since we were last on you. I don't think even the mention of another kid no, was. <laughs> that was, who, who was good with two, yeah. yeah. Hey, I guess, I guess God thought it would be funny to add another one to us. Why not? Right? Well, um, I guess, you know, in these past few months, just where have you seen God working in your life? Or where have you? thought you needed to see God working in your life and just change you, you know, a 180. That's a, I mean, it's a good question no matter what. It doesn't matter what. If you've, if we've been having a conversation about it for a year, if we've been having a conversation for, about it for a week, I mean, it's, it's, it's been difficult, I will say that, to right. see where he's at with the way things have gone and things are, and that's on me. I mean, because he's always there. Yes. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. It's me drifting away. It's me not having, like, you know, when we first did this, we were having a daily conversation. Right. And even those have started to pitter patter away. And again, I mean, phones are a two way street. It's just easy for me to text you as it is for you to text me or to call or whatever. But I feel like we've kind of drifted away from that. And I feel like we've kind of, or at least on my end, I've drifted away a little bit and what he's wanting from me. And it's, you know, it's reflected in where my faith is and where my walk is. And, you know, there are certain situations. Uh, Tempest asked me to, to, to be praying about something. And it was one of those things where and I hate Do to I say that. To? Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's, so crystal clear for her sometimes you know she'll pray and god will reveal something to her like in a snap and i'll pray and pray and it's just i got nothing (laughs) or well i mean he's not saying anything to me the first time why do i gotta keep going to him but i mean sometimes he's he's just saying hey you gotta you gotta be patient patience is hard (laughs) no matter how you look at it I would say that you've definitely got some reason for him to be working in your life. <laughs> yeah, I've just let the whole busyness thing really get to me in the past few months. You know, it seems like I'm lying by the seat of my pants all the time, every which direction. You know, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I guess, I guess some of the stuff he's done, he's tried to slow me down a little bit. You know, but that really hasn't stuck. I'm still going 90 mile an hour. But um, yeah, I mean. We went from being content with everything and where we was at to we had kind of looked at wanting to get our own place, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then just overnight, there was a place just within driving distance, you know, so I could still be close to the farm. 
and all that seemed to fall through pretty quick. I mean, I've never bought a house before, but <laughs> we looked at it one weekend and within, I think, two months we just moved in yeah. or something like that, you know, and so that's been crazy. And then find out that we're, we're uh, expecting a, another little girl, you know, that was not anywhere near on our radar that I would think would happen. And then, um, me deciding to go in the hospital right before Christmas, you know, <laughs> with pancreatitis and then get my gallbladder yanked out, you know, when I've never had any problems whatsoever with right. anything like that. So I don't know. Just a little pump on the brakes. Right. You know, slow down. Trust me. You know, we're, I'm here. Yeah. But I, I feel the same way once, I mean, we were so gung-ho into doing this and everything. And then once we, you know, all right, we was putting it off and this and that. Our conversations was put off and this and that. And Just I, easier. I could tell, you know, that uh, it was, I wasn't constantly looking because I wasn't trying to have something to, yeah. to talk to somebody about, you know. And we had always talked about this maybe being an accountability thing for us. And over these last few months that we've missed, I can definitely tell oh, it's an accountability, you know. And so just getting back here and be able to do something. I mean, even today, I don't think either one of us was really <laughs> pushing it to, to get yeah. back in there and doing it. And we got up there and I was talking to Casey and it's just like, well, all right, let's just go do it. Yeah. Uh, the only way to get started is to start doing it again. You know, it's just funny because so, I mean, we're a week away from our own revival right. at church. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it kind of just, kind of plays into everything right revive and you know you revive your church revive your spirit mm -hmm. this is another way to do it another right. conversation piece or something mm -hmm. to that's not so you know obviously we're a little more laid back we're not we are I mean, we are in a church setting but mm -hmm. nobody's ever gonna know that but, right but i mean we're not preaching anybody and it's a little more easy for us to sit here and talk about God and talk about what he's doing in our lives and somebody to hear that mm -hmm. than maybe if they were to step into a church, you know, right. the guards up, I think a little more if you, you know, walk into a new place. So I think being able to have that revival in us, maybe, it'll, I mean, you know, praying that it will translate into yes. this and that people can be revived and renewed in what they're doing as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree hundred percent, you know, um, main thing we can do is pray and get praying on this, you know, and, yep. and hope that, you know, it reaches one person. We can bring one, one person into the revival that can, uh, you know, hear something that they need to hear. Yeah. You know, if, if it's one person or if it's a hundred people, you know, it, it doesn't really matter as long as somebody hears what they need to hear. Yep. You know, that could be me or you hearing something that sparks us that translates down the road, yep. you know, um, got to plant the seed before you can, water you know yeah. and so i'm i'm real excited to to hear because it's not just going to be someone we don't know this year you know yeah. it's going to be people that we know and it's going to be someone different every day come in and i hope we can do something with the the kids so we can get here you know every <laughs> single yeah. every single day yeah. um, that's that's the hard part for for us you know and casey's picking up hours day or night so it really doesn't matter i don't even know what her schedule oh, yeah. looks like leading into it and i think last year when we had it um one event ended up being sick you know oh. and she was helping with the yep. music yep. so i missed all those all those days and um is that rob rob pierce, yeah, yep. rob pierce yep. um yeah, i i got to hear him on sunday night you know and that was great and i wanted to, and i got one the 
on the copies to yeah. listen, but yeah. it wasn't quite. quite yeah, I'm still working on the sound quality right. up there. Right. So. No, I understand. You know, and, and you work with what you have. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. Um, I don't know how any of that works anyway. So you're doing better yeah. than me. We got it right here, so we're good. Right, right. <laughs> That's definitely a start, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we get to the church expecting to uh, do our podcast in our normal location, and yeah. uh, we're locked out. <laughs> locked out of our own church. <laughs> <laughs> I've never known that church door to be locked, but it was locked Not today. on Sunday, anyway. That's right. For sure. <laughs> and uh, I fiddled through my keys because I had swung by and picked up Joe, and Casey has the keys to the church. Yeah. I had to. I have the keys to the middle building, but we're not gonna not gonna hear anything but echoes in there. Yeah, no kidding. But luckily, the old sanctuary was open because I will slip in here. I, it's gonna work out, you know. So yeah, I spent most of my day in the church. I just hung out there all day because we had a Girl Scout meeting and stuff. So I was hanging out Maddox and I, and Tempest had the key then, and that's how I knew that the bar was locked because right. she was able to unlock it, but could never get back in. And I didn't even think. I thought, well, just don't have a key, so <laughs> I should have. If and then we thought there was keys right. available for us to access, and mm-hmm. they're not there. <laughs> yeah, I like I said, I have a key to the middle of the building in case that's where I'm going to do class. But yep. you know, well, that's something else that I have added yeah. to my plate since then. I'm teaching that's the right. the I guess high school not. I don't kind know what youth. you call it, youth. Yeah, teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's that's something new for the church. We haven't had that. Yeah. Since I've been here, that I know yeah. of. How's that uh, going? It's going good. Um, each week, it's kind of hit or miss, but they're bringing in, um, you know, kids that aren't coming to yeah. church here. Yeah. Um, we've had as many as six, which you know we really only have two right. that come Just regularly. Yeah. Well, on come Sundays. To church, yeah. yeah. And so they brought some friends and this and that, and um, we had real, real good success with our lock-in. Yeah. You know that was that was. That was good fun. Um, had lots of kids there. Oh yeah, that was. Um, and then um, we did the uh, fifth quarter. Yep. You know that was we, a really big thing. And uh, so hopefully we can get something growing like that um, again because you know that's when uh, uh, about sixteen inches when I yeah you know, drifted away. Yeah. Um, it was just one of those things I had went all those years and this and that and who happened to be my youth leader at the time. You know I just wasn't what I wanted it to be, you know? And so I just kind of let that push me away. And, you know, you're busy with sports and high school and stuff like that. And you're driving. So you're kind of trying to be independent on your own. And 16, you want your own job because you, you've got that independence Mm -hmm. to go out there and, you know, have the money for the gas or insurance or just to have fun. (laughs) Yep. And so I, I had quit going and, you know, looking back, I really wish I would have stuck through. So if I can get, you know, couple kids to oh, yeah. not make the mistakes I did or, you know, stick in the church just or something stick with like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, give them someone to look up to because um, I said something to them about being old the other day and uh, they thought I was a lot older than what I am. So I guess <laughs> I'm not old yet. <laughs> and I think they thought I was mid thirties and oh, you know, see, yeah. I'll only be 29 in April. See? So I guess I'm still the I mean, cool young guy. There you go. Whenever you start showing the gray in your beard, I get to know it's almost like my skin color. <laughs> it's all downhill from it's there. Or, you know, trying to make your runs up and down the stairs before you got to make announcements. You need oxygen just to do that. So. Well, I guess that was my fault. You should have known I was going to be there so I could have turned on the mic for you. I told you I'd help you, and that was what I was there for. I was explaining to another church member that I was like, 
I always turn it on for our regular guy. Always do. Because mm-hmm. if I get caught up in meet and greet, I don't want to have to him to be aggravated or, you know, push for time. So I always turn it on whenever I leave. And I was 98% sure that I had turned it on whenever I, we left the booth this morning. But I went to get up on stage and that little bit of 2% was weighing pretty hard that I don't think you turned it on. <laughs> and being me, I didn't, obviously I knew you were, I, well, I assumed right. you were going to be upstairs, but I was like, well, I'm not going to burden him with having to check the mic whenever I don't want to be that guy up there tapping the mic. Like, is this thing on? <laughs> Might as well. I mean, I've, I've done it a few weeks when, uh, when you've been gone and we yeah. haven't had anyone to do it. And I mean, I know the gist of turning on the buttons and yeah. controlling the volume, but I don't know all the technical stuff like you do. Um, I mean, but you saw how technical I was today. There's a wrench at it. Beat this thing. <laughs> well, at least you kind of switched some knobs. I wouldn't even know what to do. Like, um, try a different one. Yeah, just turn it off. You know, but, uh, you know, I told you I would be there to help you. And then next thing I know, you're doing sucking <laughs> air. Stair sprints. <laughs> You've been on me for like three months to start hit training, and I'm over here still can't breathe. So that's all right. That's on me, too. So. Well, maybe huffing and puffing in front of con- the congregation will get you yeah. get you serious about yeah. it. But. Whenever they see me blue in the face, and they got to come and save me. <laughs> At least it's a church, you know, it's got several nurses there, so if something wants to happen. I think there's one in every aisle, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just be nice to them all, that way, you know, don't make Tempest mad on the way to church, that way she's like, oh, let him die, <laughs> but he's in a good place, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, well, t- I mean, technically, would you want to go out in the church? I mean, I, mean, I would that's a tough question. Maybe it's one of the things. Make sure you're good. I mean, no matter what, make sure you've got it right. But right. Good night, Irene. <laughs> it might be, be a like, story to tell. <laughs> um, Joe was running up and down the stairs. He's trying to get back up to do announcements. Those last three stairs got him to get on the stage. Stairway to heaven. He just went on. He just Yeah. I mean, you usually have that thought, right? You know, uh, especially we have a lot of older people in our church, so I mean, that's always a thought of where you're going to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you don't get to pick where you're going to be. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, when when the good Lord punches your ticket, it doesn't matter where you're where you're at, what you're doing. Could you imagine like the testimony that it could be? Though, I mean, for some people, would be like, well, we knew he was he was saved, or we knew mm-hmm. his testimony, or whatever and he just it wasn't nothing for him to pass away in church right and you know somebody there might need to see someone oh, go absolutely. like that you know and then everyone i mean of course it would be it would be tragic but right. it is what it is but if you know yeah. for a fact where they're going you know so i think it'd be kind of cool honestly I mean, my children might be traumatized <laughs> maybe if they're a little bit older then it'd be better but and yeah they might be like yes <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's two chances on that one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean uh I I didn't know what to do uh when when the microphone started to spaz like that and I see you twisting everything and they just end up switching microphones. Oh, yeah, I'm glad I'm up here for moral support, I guess. <laughs> hey, you could be surprised. And so there are a lot of times where that's all I need is hey, just take a step back, you got this. Right. One of those instances is like because sometimes, I don't know, it was a couple weeks ago, I had a bad sinus headache, 
and I had the stairs, and so of course you know how that is. Blood gets pumping, you got a headache, and your head just oh, yeah. thumping. You see your heart beating your eyes when you're yeah. that stuff. And then I had forgotten that I had taken the computer home to work on another project for a funeral, right. and I had turned volume down. So I get upstairs. We're gonna do music. It should be run of the mill, not no big deal. Just gonna go turn everything on. There's no sound. I'm like, oh no. And I'm up there sweating because it that week that I told you that it was so hot up there. Right. Yeah, this happened to be that week too. Oh, so I'm <laughs> sweating to death because the heat's so hot up there. And I have a sinus headache. I can see Casey down there looking at me like, where's my music? <laughs> Just give me a minute. I'm sorry. I know what's wrong, but I don't want to stop the song in the middle of it because what's the point? So yeah. turn everything up as loud as I can and you can barely hear a whisper, but that was all right. <laughs> Put a little pressure on her to step up her game. Yeah, sing a little louder or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, the few times I've had to do it, it's like, okay, they might use this one. They might use this one. Might use this one. Let's turn. Let's guess on the volume and everything. And it's like, oh, the one I forgot to. You know, <laughs> it's always the one. Right. Always the uh, the pulpit. Oh yeah. You know, yep. Paul had his on, and I was expecting him to get well for announcements. Yeah. He uses, he the, uses pulpit. the pulpit. Yep. He's up there trying, and then today he was trying to get the PowerPoint running for you know our guest, and uh, they was trying to tell us that the pulpit didn't work. It's like no, it works. Joe just used it. Just walk up there and talk <laughs> to it. I will control yeah. your your volume. You know it works. Yeah, go for it. Trust the process, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean you know just just make it up as you go, and I think it turned out all right. Yeah. And the PowerPoint was good today. It's something yeah. different. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, he, he had laid out pretty good for us where we absolutely knew what was. I was concerned whenever, uh, I mean, I, like I told you this morning, when people bring things to me at the beginning of church and say, this is what I want to do. I don't, technology is pain. Right. <laughs> and just because you think it's going to work, it doesn't necessarily mean it's mm -hmm. going to work. So, I mean. Uh, and we didn't have any issues. We didn't have no problems. And that was a God thing. Right. I mean, I've said that a hundred times before that there will be things that I'm stressed about and God will take care of it. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen, I've, there have been past issues where he's been like, maybe you don't need it. And he's just not allowed us to use that aspect of the, of the presentation. But there are days where he's like, yes, this needs to be seen or this needs to be heard and things work out. And that's great, yeah. obviously. But, uh, you know, the it just stresses me out right. <laughs> and there are times where i don't need to be stressed out like that and uh the, the powerpoint presentation was good it's something new it's, i mean it's something that we don't normally use mm -hmm. and, i mean i try to i don't know if you've seen that i try to put the verses up on the board yeah. on the board mm -hmm. while uh pat paul's preaching i've tried to do that myself a few times it's it's harder than this <laughs> But and I was afraid that you know you bring me a PowerPoint presentation and you want to do this the, during the course of the service. Well, is it how is it matched up time wise? Do you right. have a time to where, as you speak, you know the next slide shows? Or obviously, it would have been an issue where I had to click through, mm -hmm. and I should have thought about that. But I, I jumped to all the negative things. Right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the it's just something that you don't really prepare for whenever you're not used to it and then whenever you don't know that nobody's there until you get to church that morning that's a, that's fun into so. <laughs> your computer back <laughs> yeah. here you're gonna you're, need this you're gonna need this why 
Okay. <laughs> and you are? <laughs> and at that point, I had kind of grasped who he was. He had stepped, walked through our Sunday school class to, to make his way to his own. And I had a feeling. And, and of course, all of his classmates are, that's the guy you want to talk to. Well, that's always fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the tech guy comes walking in and they're pointing at you, and yep, it's that guy. <laughs> Glad I wasn't there. <laughs> Oh, you were already behind me with your jumps drive going, let's go, let's go. <laughs> yep. Mine's simple, though. You plug it in, yep. click church music, and it should be there. <laughs> but It was good. I mean, I think it's good for the church to see different, uh, well, again, with the revival, having different preachers, that's going to be great. Uh, it gets to be monotonous and nothing against Paul at all, because I, I enjoy listening to Paul mm-hmm. preach. And I, I mean, that's that's great. Sometimes I, you can look at them, you can see the people that are like, well, I've heard this for a hundred times. And I think that, yeah, you can hear the same thing over and over, and maybe it does get, if you're not listening. Right. You should be going in with an open heart, you know, trying to learn something. I mean, how many times have you heard the same Bible story over again, but heard it from somebody different and exactly. got something out of it? Exactly. Or just something after you have learned, you know, certain aspects. Yes. Then you hear it over again and it just clicks a little bit different with you, you know? Absolutely. So, um, and you know, he's preaching it for somebody Yeah. when that may not be you, but you should still be, you know, but I'm, I'm guilty of that too. There's, there's times I come in, you know, and my eyes are heavy and everything <laughs> like that or it's hot. Yeah. You know, that's the worst when it's hot <laughs> and uh, your eyes start being heavy and, you know, I try to wake myself up and be like, you know, you might miss something that you need right here. You better, you know, step up and give yourself a little pinch or something, you know, wake on up. But I think that's just, that's our human nature. You oh, yeah. Be a little bit. I mean, you know, yeah, you got to take a little bit of, obviously, you have to take a lot of the credit or however you want to put it, that, yeah, you are responsible for you. Mm-hmm. But letting the things that you let into your life or that you let slip in and let slide, that's you with a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. But if you're letting it happen, Especially if you're a Christian and you're saved. And you know right from wrong. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say that you're going to know every sin, but eventually you will. Right. You'll start to see, you'll start to know, notice that this doesn't feel quite right. And if you go ahead and go with, go through with it, then you've committed the act of the sin. But, I mean, you know, you're obviously when you're new and you don't get it, there are some things that... But you have to take that personal responsibility. Obviously, you repent and you get it right with God and you're good to go. But, I mean, you're right. Everybody everybody has those moments where they're like, oh, we're talking about forgiveness or we're talking about tithing. You know, a lot of people, like, you know, that's one thing a lot of pastors don't like to talk about is tithing because it gets everybody up in, uh, you know, up in honor. Well, I give my part and, or, you know, maybe it scares some people. I can't afford to do the 10% or the 5% or, you know, whatever. And yeah, break in, you know, however you can, but that's not the point right now. You know, it's one of those things where you got to be more of a trust issue. Yeah. You know, trust God. And I've heard more than once, you know, God can do more with 90 than you can do with a hundred. You know, his math is that much better than yours, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, but you know, it's, it's just like a trust ball. You know? Yeah. I ask you to do this. Do you trust me enough to do it? Yeah. Whether you think it's going to work out or not. You know, and and like today he was talking about forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, we know about forgiving right. and this and that, blah, blah, blah. 
but he took it, you know, that step forward and show and uh, gave us that story about the Amish community, yeah. you know, and how they were forgiving that day, that moment after the shooting, you know, yeah. and taking care of the uh, the survivors, you mm-hmm. know, and everything. It's just like, well, I I don't know that I could do that if I was in no, that situation, I mean, no. you know. I mean, eventually, I would yeah. like to think I could, but right then, right there, then when it's fresh and everything's happened to be. You're the grandpa or the dad that was saying, you know, yeah. going to him and, and holding the father of the shooter right. and just holding him and letting him weep on your shoulder for an hour. I don't know. I mean, that's a big guy. <laughs> that's right. a much bigger, you know, much more humble right. person for sure to be able to break himself down and be like, you know what? I'm not the only one hurting here. Mm-hmm. And if you can go and you can show forgiveness and you can show compassion for quote unquote the enemy or the family of, I mean, then I think that makes, obviously it makes God happy. I mean, if you're able to just let go of your anger and let go of your emotions and drop your guard and just be forgiving, I mean, he's going to honor that for sure. (laughs) For sure. And, you know, who knows how much, how much relief that gave them too. Oh, absolutely. You know, instead of just constantly being angry. I think about the the ability to reach those people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, I, I am, I'll be the first to admit it, I'm not familiar with what the Amish religion is mm-hmm. or what they, how they incorporate mm-hmm. Christianity into the Amish or anything like that. But the ability to reach out and show them what God is capable of now that, that's pretty right. big. <laughs> yeah, that's that's unreal what they was able to do. And um, I know a little bit just from Samuel working with us, mm-hmm. but not enough to. Right. You know, we've had some conversations, but never too awful in depth. No, you can't know. write a history report on it. Or no, no. <laughs> no, I'm afraid he'd start speaking Dutch on it. I wouldn't tell him anything. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and that's you know that's with it being a little bit different today absolutely we got a little bit different out of that and you know i don't know how many times i've heard about forgiveness yeah all the time all the time but to (laughs) to, you know hear it in that in that way and see it done it it makes me think twice about you know the little grudges that you hold or think about or the small things you know someone even some of the big things i mean that's not necessarily i agree some of the small things, the petty things that we hold on to in life, that's just, mm-hmm. and I'm guilty of it. I mean, I'll call I'm, this is me admitting it, you know, it's petty of me. If I remember what they are, then I'll get over it, hopefully. But, you know, the big things that, that cause the deeper scars and the deeper things, like you said this morning, forgiveness is a process. You can't just expect it to be done. You know, mm-hmm. well, I forgive you for... You know, whatever, stealing my wife or a girlfriend or stealing my cows or whatever. I mean, the wife thing, that might have been a little far. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? The, the, uh, those cuts, they take a long time to heal. And there is going to be scar tissue, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you got to, you know, you got to look at it and just think, well, that was a deal in my life where I was able to get, you know, God helped me through it. He's helping. He's still helping me to get past it and to be forgiving of that. And that's he was right on with that. Mm-hmm. The forgiveness is a process. Right. I mean, I'm still struck. Forgiveness is hard for me anyway. Right. But I mean, even though I understand it, I know how it works. It's again, it's an emotional thing, and the dark, the, the deep 
deep cuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you try to remember them or bring them back and to, and to get it over with, it's it's hard. Yeah. I mean, we're human. <laughs> <laughs> That's our downfall. We're human. Right exactly. there, you said it. Yeah. It's a poor excuse, but I mean, it's the truth. Right. And, you know, and the devil's going to pull on those oh, strings shit. all the time. You know, oh, they shit. hurt you this or they're just going to do it again. Yeah, exactly. You remember how bad that was? Exactly. And, you know, you just got to trust God to get you through. Well, there you go. Trusting God again. You yeah. Know? That's that's all this is, is we have to trust him to, you know, get us through it and believe in him enough that 100%. we can give it to him and, you know, help him. Right, us in the right direction instead of us trying to do it. We're supposed to be the own. servants, you know. We're serving Him, so I mean, yeah, He is giving, He's providing us with the tools and the means and the ability. We just, like He said, go, <laughs> go and do. <laughs> That's all. I mean, do as He says. <laughs> right, and you know, He's one of those not to do as I say, not as I do. Right. Well, we know exactly how Jesus did it. Oh, absolutely. It to a T, you know, <laughs> so if he can be forgiven, you know, when he's hanging on the cross and they're yeah. already beat him half to death, you know, and broke his legs and everything, Father, forgive him for they know not what they do. I mean, what kind of, what, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people have had terrible things done to him, but to be at that point mm-hmm. and to be able mm-hmm. to still, you know, say it, that that shows you just how much we meant to him. Absolutely. You know, to still be thinking of that. And we know leading up to it, he didn't want to, you know. No, exactly. And he said, you know, Father, if you can take this cut from me, please, please do it. <laughs> but if not, then thy will be done. And so we just, we're, we're, we're nothing compared to that. Yeah. You know, we, we should just... It sounds easy, you know, to just say, hey, we're going to do this. Yeah. But then again, we're human. Exactly. And we have the ultimate example to show us what to do. Yet we fail every single day. Repeatedly. And that was something I, I thought was interesting this morning. He was talking about, uh, you know, Jesus being on the cross and being up there. And like you said, uh, Lord, forgive them for they not know not what they do. And he was forgiving the, the soldiers that were being ordered to to whip him and to, to put him on the cross and nail him and everything. And the Amish forgiving that man as soon as it happened and forgiving his family and just, it was just, you don't, it was never put in that kind of perspective. Exactly. That's what I was thinking as I was hearing yeah. it. You know, I had never thought of it that way. Yeah. You hear those words and you know how powerful they are to come from Jesus and forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. But he never really, it was just one of those things that, okay, yeah, he's, he's talking to you and me or whatever, but he was, he was talking to everybody, right? You know, he was, he was telling the father and, you know, Hey, they just don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, you know, that's very, <laughs> it's very humbling mm-hmm. to live, to have to, and obviously we strive to be, uh, like Jesus, we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to be exactly like him. We try every day, obviously. But can you imagine being up there and just having to take all that in and just, yep, you're, it's good. You know, mm-hmm. you're fine. I forgive you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and again, being human, 
they would almost, if the, if they could hear him, you know, would that anger them or would that, you know, maybe I need to rethink this or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they, they, they had everything that they needed to see, to believe. Absolutely. They just chose not to. I mean, even the disciples, you know, second guessed him at times and they saw the miracles he performed. Yet we read the Bible and we know the miracles that he performed and, you know, we still second guess and this and that. So I guess that's just part of our nature where we are going to constantly second guess and just have to keep striving to be closer to the point where we don't second guess. I think that's, I mean, I think that's part of why God gave us the free will, obviously, uh, to be able to accept the gift that he gives us uh, in, in salvation. You know, we have to be able to make that choice. And I think that, yeah, <laughs> failing to accept that gift is, is just a rocky part of it. And I, it's, it doesn't have to be. Again, it's right there in black and white or red and white if you read the, you know, the red letter Bibles. It's all right there. And it's the free will that we have is it's a blessing, but it can be a huge curse. Exactly. You know? yeah. I mean, just that ability to choose because to force something on somebody doesn't really feel like love. You know, we think of when somebody gets us a gift or um, that they thought of us mm-hmm. and that they love us enough to, to think of us and get us something for birthday anniversary whatever but it doesn't mean it doesn't matter he loved us enough to sacrifice his own son so that we can all have eternal life with him that's how much he loves us right and we take that for granted (laughs) way too much way too much you know know exactly what you mean just it's all right there for us and then just knowing what i do on a daily basis and what everyone else does on a daily basis it's like yeah. Well, no wonder we have to. <laughs> yeah, and no wonder we have to go through the things that we go right. through because we are asking for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it is, if anything in the Old Testament is history, if history repeats itself, then I mean, we've got a, a huge atonement coming up. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be nasty. If I mean, the world's already nasty. Right. But the comeuppance that he's going to bring upon us is going to be terrible because and we do deserve it right i mean the media tells us every day how terrible we are we buy into it we buy into the consumerism of of all of it of the you know of of christmas we buy into the consumerism of christmas it's become it's not a day to celebrate god's you know uh jesus birth anymore it's how many presents can I fit under the tree for my kids or my wife or, you know, you're essentially buying love. Yeah, the latest, greatest. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we stepped away from what it really means to be celebrate Christmas. We stepped away from what it really means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. We've let, you know, we've been so silent that a lot of the evils that are talked about in the Bible, I mean, they're right. Something to be accepted. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, well, one generation tolerates, <laughs> the next embraces. And yeah. we're seeing that more than ever right now. And the embrace is just, it's going to be a chokehold before long. Yeah. Um, as, as a whole, we need to do something. Yeah. You know, but then again, I'm somebody who could be doing something and I'm not. But maybe this is. True. I mean, to be a voice is, is something, I think. 
I'm, I'm just as guilty. You said you were someone. I'm someone. There are many Christians out there who are silent. What's the song? You know, shake your fist at God. And, yeah. Uh, why haven't you created somebody different? Yep. I did. I made you. I made you. Yeah. So, <laughs> Go do something. <laughs> and, you know, you think about this and that. It's just like, I'm as capable as yeah. this person. Yeah. You know, you get two or three like-minded people and you can do a lot of things. Absolutely. So why... Why is it taking so long? Uh, absolutely. Why has it taken it this long? Why is it still taking? Mm-hmm. You know, there there have been some pretty dramatic and evil things that have have happened in the last five years, mm-hmm. and we're still sitting on our hands. I, and I, I mean. We can get angry, like you said, and shake our fist at God or whatever. We can get angry and shake our fist at the television and yell at our our uh, government or whatever, yell at the people that are on news stations or whatever. And maybe that makes us feel good for a minute. But what if God were to say, yeah, all right, let's go do something. You want there needs to be a change. You are going to be my instrument to do that. Are we going to be like, yeah, yeah, I am. Or are we going to cower in a corner and be like, <laughs> Nope, you got to pick somebody else. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard to do. We, You can look up your congressman's phone number, yeah. and you can just call them and call them and call them because they're supposed to be a voice for you, for us. Yeah, exactly. And just because they may not listen to you doesn't mean you shouldn't be calling and nope. doing it. You know. Right. So how hard is it to pick up our phone that we have on us 24-7? Send emails, whatever. Make a phone call. Yeah. Leave a voicemail. Yeah. You know, send an email if you don't like talking on the phone. Yeah. You know, someone's got to read it somewhere. Yeah. You know, or yeah. hear it or something. And just, like you said, they may not be listening, but they're hearing. Yeah. It might be in one ear right out the other, but if they keep hearing, it's just like a, a mosquito or a fly. You might hear it, but you're not really listening for it until it really irritates you enough that you're like, I got to do something about it. And that could be us. Just keep chipping away until the boulder finally breaks. I mean, again, all that they're really concerned about is a vote anyway. So if you get enough, two or three or four or 80, it doesn't matter. If you get enough people together, it's going to cost them a vote and uh, uh, to be booted from office or to, to down a bill that they really want, you're going to get something done. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how poly that and money, but you know, <laughs> and you know, like you said, this is this is probably a way we can do it. You know, talking on here too, because we can say whatever we want. Yeah, you know, because guess who the producers are? You and me, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so if they if someone likes it, they can listen to it. If someone doesn't, they can you know just sit there. But. You know, if we can get some points across and we can get enough Christians united, we could turn this nation around. Maybe, you know, and again, just falls on the right ear and cite somebody else that, hey, these guys have a point. Let's all get together. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is our instrument to, get, again, get it across and we can get more people to talk about it or more people that have a little more pull here or there that are Christian right. and have the same feelings. And if God... If God wills it, then who are we to get in the way? Anything you know? is possible, yeah. yeah. If he, you know, somebody, once we get this 
out there for people to hear. Somebody will hear it or many people will hear it or maybe just one person will hear it. But whoever that is could be game changer for us. Well, I already know two people that's helping me and you. Yeah. So that's good enough for me. It's absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So. (laughs) I mean, even if it's just a daily life change or, you know, that can lead to bigger and better things down the road, you know. Maybe right now, just talking to each other through this, getting our voices out there, if it's just helping you and I, maybe we build up our confidence to go out and be like, hey, we've got something here Mm -hmm. that we can go out and be like, we are a voice. We're a powerful voice. Not trying to be sound egotistical and bigger than what we are. But if God gives us that strength and gives us that ability, why not? Exactly. Just go out there and do it. Or just to... Christian fathers that are struggling just like everyone else, you know, but we want better for our kids just like the next person. And I want them to grow up in a good world, you know, not one where they're scared to let people know what they believe. Right. You know, I don't know if it was true or not. Saw it on the internet. So who knows, but said that, uh, uh, Christianity is getting uh, people, um, prosecuted and stuff like that in England. Really? I haven't seen that one yet. I think I saw it today or last night or something like that. I didn't watch it. It's one of those things you yeah, see. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I just kind of scanned through it. And even if it's not true, someone had to say it, said it for a reason. Exactly. You know, whether it's a scare tactic or, yeah. or something. Right. But if it's still getting to that point, you know, all of a sudden we're, you know, I'm backing up 250 years because isn't that kind of why <laughs> the good old USFA got started? You know? There was, I've seen two posts this week and it was of the Pope and an Islam leader and they had met together and they had signed a deal for a one one world religion and it talked about how God had called all these different religions for a reason that they were all his his work that being a Muslim was part of it and everything like that that is <laughs> I don't know what anybody else in the world believes that's so much junk. I mean, read it, please. Well, I don't know how many listeners we're going to have, but we might lose a few. <laughs> we're gonna lose Does a... the Pope read the Bible? I, no, I, I'm 100% with you. The things that he, this guy has done in his popemanship or whatever they want to call it, him being the Pope, he turned the blind eye to abortion in, in the United States. He has open-armed, welcome gay marriage. And I am sorry. I, if you're going to be gay, that's your own deal. You've got to answer to God for your own sins. I'm not here to judge anybody for their sins. I'm not. I have my own. I have to deal with them. Right. But he's the Pope. <laughs> right. Right. He's a Christian leader, and if... If a Christian leader cannot stand up and tell you what's right and wrong because it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible that it is wrong, he's not judging you. Right. The Pope still loves you. Mm-hmm. He should. Right. But he, he should be telling you that what you're doing is a sin. Mm-hmm. He should not be accepting it. Right. Because that's wrong. And to accept and to, to say that God put all religions out there. For us to believe what we want to believe, maybe, maybe that maybe that goes back to the free will. But I'm fairly 
certain that the reason there is a Bible is because he is the truth, the way, and the light, and the only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ, and you want to get to heaven, you got to accept Jesus. Right. Yeah, that's, that's my thinking. So, I mean, those other religions aren't going to, yeah, we might lose a few people. Yeah. But I'm I mean, going to have a few people lose a few people. That's true. So, I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, I. And someone I, with his influence and his pull. Yes. You know, that he has the audience and he can make a stand for something. Yes. He's just accepting anything and everything. Sitting by. Like. You're right. That's, I mean, that's. You're talking about having a voice. What person in, I mean, there are probably a few pastors, Billy Graham. Right. There are very few that are as widely known. Reach, yeah. Exactly. Has the reach that the Pope has, the Catholic Church has. What are you guys doing over there? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about it, but aren't they even against, like, birth control? Yes. But he's supporting abortion, or Wait. not supporting, but not. No, he hasn't acknowledged it. Yeah. That, to my knowledge, anyway. Right. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. So. No. No. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a soapbox that I. No. <laughs> well, we're about 45 minutes in. Maybe we'll save that for next week. Joe's soapbox. Joe might have just soapboxed it, so that's going to be the title of it. <laughs> <laughs> it might only be like, I don't know, a minute long. <laughs> If you got to get it off your chest, you got to get it off your chest. I mean, it's one of the it's a, a thing like uh, we had uh, Bill, brother Bill was our uh, Sunday school teacher this morning. Right. Just so happens that the Sunday school topic in our book today was about fake news. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And my sister looks at me, or well, she announces to the class, well, I bet Pastor Paul, who's normally the teacher, I bet he's upset that he's missing this because this is something that he has a strong opinion about. And I looked directly, her directly in the eye and said, do you not think that Bill Hickman doesn't have an opinion about <laughs> fake news? I mean, I respect Bill Hickman a lot more than I do a lot of people that I know mm-hmm. because he is such a, a, a great Christian as far as he knows his past he accepts his past and he will be the first to tell you what was wrong with his past. But he will tell you that God's grace has saved him, has kept him, you know, on the straight and narrow. Mm -hmm. And he refers to the Bible more than probably a lot of pastors. Probably more, probably more than the Pope. (laughs) But I mean, He's a great man. I love Bill. He is he's everything that a, a, a Christian man should probably aspire to right. be. I'm not, I don't want to put him on a pedestal because he wouldn't want that. He would because he, it takes away from Jesus. Right. And that I mean, as a Christian, we shouldn't have our, all, our eyes should always be on God and Jesus. So I don't mean to just say, you know, give him all the praise and everything, but definitely if you ever had a question, right? If you ever had, if you ever had a need of anything, absolutely, there in the heartbeat. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, to get what you're saying, you know, yeah, he he knows and he accepts everything that he's done. Yet he still is the one who will go out of his way to uh, look up the Bible verse yes. that you had forgot what it was, or be like, I know which Bible verse that is. He'll sit over there, and then when he gets it, he'll tell you exactly yep. where it was, what it said, you know, and 
Does he have the same kind of Bible you have that? Yeah, the new the uh, live application yes, Bible. Yes. You know, and then he breaks it down for you and. You know, I haven't been around Bill nearly as long as you have or know all the stories right. and this and that. But just I love listening to him talk. Absolutely. You know, because you're going to get a, a history lesson with it. You're going to get what you should do with it. And you're going to get the Bible to back it up. Absolutely. You know, 100 percent. That's, that's awesome. You know, and that's, that's exactly what we need. I mean, uh, taking what we get, what the world has for us, you can't. You have to take it with a grain of salt because the world manipulates it to the way that works for the world. Right. We have to be able to see through that and see what God is trying to show us or trying to say, hey, you need to go do something about that. Right. And he's the first, you know, Bill is that guy. Bill is the guy that will say, again, the Life Application Bible breaks it down. If you don't have one of those, I highly recommend I it. Get one. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. They are great. Do it if you can. You know, if you find one that you like, get one. I was a little upset. I didn't get one with the red letters, which is kind of what I was hoping for. Right. But maybe again down the road, another study Bible. I've got Bibles everywhere. Right. So, but this one is great. I love it. Uh, and again, to it applies to the real world. It's not, I mean, so many times we get lost in the parables of what Jesus is trying to tell us. And it's hard to see through that, but right. the life application Bible, you can go down there, find what it said. And it's written by man. Right. Exactly. So it, it could be flawed. Yeah. You know, absolutely. But as you know, if it gets you a little bit further along than you're trying to figure out the King James version yeah. or something, you know, and if you're going into reading your Bible and you're praying that God will show you something, then he should be able, if you're willing to listen to him, show you something that is written in the Bible and that man is trying to get out of it. Yep. Otherwise, you're not going to see it and you're not going to need to know it. Right. Yeah. And, and what would the point of a life application Bible be? If, if God didn't want it to happen, I mean, I don't feel like it would be as successful as a tool as it is. Mm -hmm. Again, you have to be willing. You have to be there. You have to kind of say... God, show me what, you know, it's what you should be praying anyway, anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be a live application Bible. It can be a regular King James Bible. It doesn't matter. Radio, it can be a yeah. on TV. You know, Podcast. Yeah, exactly. God, what am I supposed to get out of this today? Yeah. Obviously, I scrolled across this, you know, mm -hmm. for a reason. You had me stop here. Open my ears right. or open my eyes, open my heart to receive what you would have me to receive. Exactly. And do with it what you want. Mm -hmm. because it's ultimately it's his will anyways. Right. I agree a hundred percent. Good, exciting way to wind down, right? Right. Get them all riled up just to shut them down. Yeah. Oh, we want more. No, Got to go to church. That's Sorry. right. Yeah, <laughs> we are. It is 616. Yeah. All right. Well, let's close this one down for the day and we'll see you next week. Absolutely. It's a good start, right? Yeah. Be back, right. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> all right.